arranged to be sat on this side of the table. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, we get underway, and uh, I'm at the, what feels like the wrong side of the table for just a short while. Uh, apologies for absence. Councillor Dean from uh, the Liberal Democrats group, and Councillor Sell is uh, kindly substituting. Thank you. I hadn't received apologies from Councillor Fairhouse. Pardon? He's given them. Oh, that's you. Okay, thank you. Um, we are missing one or two. But... Sorry, Chairman. And, and, and Councillor Gregory. Councillor Gregory, indeed. Yes, I, ha I have that one. Thank you. Louise was coming when I saw her today. Okay. Well. Minutes of the previous meeting. Um, I was... I was present, as I said, from the other side of the table. I was comfortable with them. Any, any other comments on the minutes? Can I, uh, can I accept those as correct? Okay, thank you. We'll... There's a, there's a button on the top left that will turn that down, if you like. We have other members joining us now. Come in, Louise. Item three, question or statements from non-executive members of the council. Standing item. Um, can I ask for any questions then, please? Yes. Um, Jeffrey, yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I've got one request by Councillor Dean and just one thing I, I wanted to raise. Uh, as you know, uh, we've had scrutiny recently. I, and I think you said, Councillor Lodge, that and when asked at full council that the plan for the transition from Cabinet to uh, former committee system would be done as soon as possible, and we did discuss this in scrutiny, and I'm just wondering, I'm floating the idea, uh, you may already have views uh, of whether we should have a working group of the council. I think the officers at scrutiny did feel, correct me, Mr. Wave, if I've got it wrong, uh, that it may be may be more appropriate to have a working group of the whole council, the working group of the scrutiny committee. It may be that it's just going to be a cabinet working group, uh, which, is, which is your prerogative. But I just feel something important of this, that it could well be advantageous to have a buy-in from all parts of the council, because we know that the transition from Cabinet has been gathering a pace. Chelmsford, for example, one of our neighbours, is actually going to do the same, and a number of councils like Cambridgeshire and Basildon have already done it. So it's just a suggestion that I'm putting forward on behalf of myself, but I think the majority of the members of the group are, as you know, sympathetic towards a change of governance. The Last point, which is at the request of, as I said, of Councillor Dean, he wanted me to raise um, about the outside bodies, and uh, I'd press this gender item later on, but uh, the local government association, the assembly, 
certainly when we ran the council between 03 and 07, we did invite, uh, as well as the chief executive uh, and a member of the administration, we invited a an opposition member to the LGA conference because we felt that it was important for them to be kept up to date with what was going on in the world of local government. So Councillor Dean, through me, is making the same request. Thank you. On the first point, we had, uh, we had already, uh, sorry, I'll come back to Mr. Webb in a moment. Just, just to say that um, we, we have made a decision in principle uh, to uh, to look at constitutional change via a working group of the whole council. And uh, we, uh, we are proposing to bring this to uh, the ECM on the 28th. Uh, sorry, Mr. Webb did have something to say. It was just to clarify, Chair, that um, officers didn't actually give a view at scrutiny. We just set out that it could have been a working group of cabinet or council and that the role of scrutiny would very much depend upon which route was decided. Yes, so we do, we do prefer to um, uh, to do it for the whole council because uh, it's a, uh, and, and so we'll go down that route. On the on the issue of uh, attendance at the LGA, I've had I've had quite a few requests on that. It's about a thousand pounds a time, so I'll I'll have a look at that. But in principle, the answer is no. Uh, thank you. Um, three very quick points. Um, first of all, and there's no criticism here, but. I am a great believer that if somebody is not able to attend a meeting, they should give their apologies to the clerk. There's, we've had advance notice of this meeting. It shouldn't be through another member. You know, that is the correct procedure. You, you, whatever. you don't look around the room and see who's not here and say, oh, let's give our apologies. Second thing is, I do thank I agree you, with you on that. I do thank you at GAP for, um, while we're in the current structure, for agreeing for cabinet members to stand down from GAP and not beyond GAP. And I notice as well that you're changing some of the uh, licensing of our mental health members. Um, what I would ask is, should it may take a little while for you to get to a cabinet system if that's how you decide to go. But in the meanwhile, could you look at the wording regarding the membership of scrutiny committees? Because, you know, it, it, it doesn't, because it's not technically a straightforward scrutiny committee at the moment, so the wording doesn't actually say it would be desirable for non-executive members not to sit on it. But that may be superseded if you change structure. And the third thing is, um, having seen many of these over the year or similar things, I would just like to commend um, it's Sarah Nicholas's uh, words on this, but the Elmden Village Design Statement, which is a lovely piece of work. It was a, a pleasure to read through, and I will be adding it to my collection. I'll be going to the great expense of printing it out in, in colouring, uh, because I have all the conservation area appraisals at home and they are lovely documents to read. And anyone who's just skimmed over it, please don't, please go back and read it. It's lovely to say nobody can find Dutton Ho End because it's down three rows which lead nowhere. And uh, I, I would commend Sarah and uh, probably Bruce Tice behind that as well. Thank you, Chairman. I, would, uh, I, was, I was going to mention when we get to the item, but I will mention it now because I was particularly pleased uh, to note the, the cricket ground where I have played there already this year and I, I actually took two wickets there. So I'm, I'm very, very fond of the Elmden ground and also I noted that uh, the dial, I think, is the pub that is still closed. Uh, it would be tremendous uh, if that could be brought back into operation. I think there was a little hope then that that may be the case.
Thank you, Chairman. This is just a, a comment from uh, an issue, well, not really an issue, but uh, something that arose at scrutiny on Tuesday. Um, it'd be great if we could seek as soon as possible some clarity on uh, topic leads, only because we're looking to crack on as a scrutiny committee, as I'm sure uh, the Chairman is, is keen to get going as well. Um, in order to do that and in order not to blur the lines, I just feel that we need to be certain on what certain people are doing on the committee. Yeah, I've, I've issued that. Top, topic leads is possibly a bit of a bit of a new concept and has no, no structural place in the, uh, in the council, I understand it. But I have issued all of those. To my, to my mind, I'm only missing one, which um, I aim to consult in the next few days and, and finish it. So it's fundamentally finished. Chair, could at scrutiny we also said, and I think it will be helpful for parish clerks, could we, I don't know if we are, you are doing a job description for the cabinet holders, uh, they have very long titles and certainly uh, some of the parish members are not sure uh, what that person is actually doing. Also it would be useful for scrutiny, what precisely is have we got a job description for each member of the executive? Uh, we were told uh, at scrutiny by one of the members that he was a topic lead for planning. I'm not quite sure what that actually means. So, like Councillor Crisonia, I'd like, I think members of scrutiny would like some clarity. We realise it's early days, uh, but it will be very helpful. Uh, yeah, I think that's a very good idea, and we'll, uh, we should get that done. I agree with you, yes. End of questions. Thank you. Um, consider reports from the overview and scrutiny committees. Uh, consider any reports from the scrutiny committee. Um, I understand that um, Councillor Gregory's wife is, is in hospital today, uh, so uh, that's why he sent his apologies. Uh, he has, however, sent a report which I will read out. Uh, we had an excellent meeting of scrutiny committee yesterday evening. The membership is collegial and has a firm grasp of the nature of their duties. They're particularly minded to establish an effective working relation with Cabinet. We've identified two major work streams which we intend to be the focus of our work. It is our intention to have agreed implementable findings by the 31st of March next year. We intend to discuss detailed draft terms of reference for each work stream at our meeting on the 25th of June. Number one, governance of the Council. We are aware of the desire to move away from the Cabinet system. This work stream will of necessity require close collaboration with officers and the Executive is intended to ensure that such changes are practicable, implementable, maintain, maintain accountability and can be operated with minimal disruption. Councillor Sell has kindly agreed to chair the working group for this matter. Thank you. Planning. This work stream is split into two components, major planning applications and general planning applications taking each separately. Major planning applications. This will look at the conduct of very large and significant proposals in terms of process, resource, advice to members and the ways in which UDC engages with stakeholders. It will not consider any specific aspect of the Stansted application until that matter has been determined. However, preliminary work can and will be carried out. The planning advisory service is being retained to assist with that preliminary work. Council of the Count has kindly agreed to chair the working group for this matter. 
closely related and with extensive cross-owners and matters of mutual interest, general planning will look at such matters as enforcement, developer contributions, engagement with town and parish councils, the user experience, resourcing and other relevant issues to improve and enhance the efficiency and effectiveness of this aspect of UDC operations. Councillor Cristione, Evans and Jones are all keen to take leading roles in this matter. Councillor Evans has, in his first instance, agreed to work on draft terms of reference and work closely with Council Account on aligning the work streams. End of the report from Councillor Gregory. We don't, do we normally take a report from, from, from GAP at this stage as well, or is that... Or is that yes, later? Yes, but, but of course, Council Oliver isn't here, so, no, so we really. um, and we've had no, um, no, 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 no report on that. Okay, thank you. Um, report of delegated item, dis, dis, sorry, delegated decisions taken by cabinet members, and I think we have these. These are the ones that are in front of us. But that, that's for today, isn't it? So then there are no, no other ones. So, there are, so that is actually a nil report that we are looking, we're going to be looking at one later on. Report on assets of community value determined by the asset of community value and local heritage list to receive for information any decisions made by the assets of community value. I need to move through to that. Do we have that such report? So there have been none of those. Okay. I'm just slipping around on my screen. Then it's to appoint the, the cabinet working groups. We've all had a list of that. Are there any, any comments on that? I think I have one issue on that, which I'll just get down to on my screen. I notice there is a was a single vacancy on the housing board and there are two vacancies on the museum management working group I note I wondered whether these were vacancies which were for the opposition groups rather than the administration and if so did the other groups wish to appoint anybody to these? Um, Chairman, I circulated them to my members and um, I did not have an expression of interest. I think particularly um, with the Management Museum Working Group, it sits in Saffron Walls and I think it should really be Saffron Walls members. Councillor Sell. Museum is for the whole district. And, and it has an outreach facility, so I mean, it's up to uh, Councillor Barker, but it would be nice, particularly as the outgoing chairman was a member of the Conservative group, to have a member of the Conservative group on there, but clearly it's up to her members to say whether or not they are interested or not. As I chairman, um, I have asked my members, they have not shown interest. Thank you. Okay, we'll leave it at that. And to uh, Councillor Pabbott, if, uh, if he should wish to uh, appoint a member to that, then he is very welcome, but I will leave that to you. And, uh, okay, thank you. Councillor Light. Thank you. Um, I have a query, and I'm quite uneasy, on the Garden Communities Deliver Delivery Member Governance Board. And it's in the um, second paragraph where it says the board will meet in private. Um, and 
I can't see that this board is, is actually accountable to and reporting to uh, any particular uh, cabinet member or the cabinet generally. And I'd just like to uh, know how that is actually going to function. Uh, the, way, the way that it functions is that it is um, a working group of cabinets, so the planning portfolio holder is responsible and it reports to cabinet. Um, I just discussed this earlier. It, it, the intention was that it would report quarterly. For various reasons, it has been squeezed out. So I have a report, item 18, which, uh, which looks back over the last nine months. However, I will address that when we come to it at, uh, at item 18. The next item is uh, further appointments. I think this is one to external bodies. Could we uh, approve that motion? Oh, sorry, yes. Cabinet. So uh, the, the appointments to, um, to cabinet working groups, all those in favour? Sorry, just, just wait a minute, just before Councillor Clark. Surprise, but uh, Councillor Light, I'd just like to thank <laughs> Councillor Light for putting my name forward. Uh, both she and I have enjoyed our membership of the Museum Management uh, Working Party, so I'm very pleased to continue together. Okay, sorry then. So we go back to the uh, to the vote then. All those in favour for the cabinet, those members of cabinet working group. Thank you. Appointments to outside bodies. Any any comments? You have the, you have the list in front of you. I think we've managed to fill pretty well all of those. Any comments from members? Okay, thank you. All those in favour of those appointments? Any against? No. Carried, thank you. Item number 10 is the appointment of the North Essex Parking Partnership to consider the appointment of Councillor Eek as representative to this and Councillor Armstrong as substitute member. Any queries or comments on that? Okay. All those in favour? Carried, thank you. Appointments to the Assets of Community Value and Local Heritage List Committee to consider the appointments of councillors Gerard, Light and Lees as members of, uh, of this committee. Could I just comment, it's quite useful to have a substitute on that. If you're only three and two drop out and you set a meeting, and we did find a substitute member very useful, or even a couple. Okay, thank you. Perhaps I could be reminded of that and we'll, we'll look at that later. Um, all those in favour of those proposals with a substitute to be appointed later? Thank you. Uh, approved. Appointments to the West Essex Wellbeing Joint Committee to consider the appointments of councillors Lees and Taylor as members of that. All those in favour? Thank you. Appointment to the Voluntary Support Grants Committee to consider councillors Hargreaves, Lees and myself as members of this. All those in favour? John, can I just Sorry, yes. make a comment on that? Just to declare I am treasurer of the Friends of uh, St Mary's Church in Newport. I don't think the terms of this, the, the grants in this actually are something we can 
apply to, so I don't think it disqualifies me, but it does mean I'm, I am uh, uh, well informed on how grants work. Uh, the function of the Friends is to raise money for the structure of the building. And if anyone would like to come to our fundraising flower festival on Saturday and Sunday, live <laughs> lunches are available. Is, uh, is this an appropriate advertisement point? <laughs> okay. Thank you. I think, I think a, a, a lot of us may have to declare interests at various points, as we all tend to have our fingers in various um, charitable pies. Um, all those in favour of, of those appointments? Thank you very much. Aviation 2050, future of UK aviation. I know that uh, this is a, a large document. It's an urgent piece of work, so I could perhaps pass over to Councillor Eek for his comments on, uh, on that and the work that we are doing so far. Thank you very much. Yeah, the report you've got before you is the Council's response to the Aviation Strategy Green Paper. It's a very comprehensive document. I hope you've all read it. It covers a wide range of issues from gender equality, and I was quite surprised to find that 94% uh, of pilots are male and only 6% are female. But that is being addressed by various organisations, including... Uh, EasyJet and Flybe, who have a, an initiative called FlyShe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it goes to supporting regional and uh, global growth and connectivity. It covers safety issues, modernising airspace. That will have a key impact on us because uh, we are right in the Heathrow, Gatwick, Luton um, and Stansted flight zones, so any modernisation of those flight paths will undoubtedly affect residents and communities within Uttlesford and around and about. Um, right down to encouraging uh, uh, new technology and innovation, which is all about engines and trying to make those more efficient, quieter and uh, less emissions prone. Um, to safeguarding the environment and growing sustainability. In this last respect, you'll all be aware that the PM's announced the uh, UK's commitment to achieving net zero carbon emissions by 2025 and putting that commitment on a, on a legal footing. So this certainly adds weight to the recommendation in the report that the government should wait for the committee on climate change's letter uh, on the implications of net zero target. They've already said they were going to write on that in that regard. And we either need to extend or perhaps even reopen the consultation depending on the content of CCC's letter, but we, that has not been issued yet. The Green Paper has seven strategic uh, goals to build the global connectivity, to ensure aviation can grow sustainably, support regional growth, enhance the passenger experience, ensure safe and secure travel, and encourage innovation and new technology. The report actually focuses more on the ensure aviation can grow sustainably and support aviation growth. Um, 
I think we should also include or make reference, indeed the report now does, to encourage the innovation which clearly impacts on noise um, and emissions and so on. We should also support... Uh, um, sorry, the, the summary of the issues covered in this report you'll find on page 42 in the report. They're all set out there with paragraph numbers for ease of reference. And uh, certainly paragraphs 41 and 43 have somewhat been overtaken by the PM's recent uh, announcement. Other issues that the report is focusing on is certainly the effect of aviation on communities um, and the fact that communities and councils need to be involved in the emerging policy frameworks that the report goes into, such as the airspace master planning. At the moment, they're not specifically uh, mentioned, so the report redresses that imbalance. We certainly need clear and measurable targets against which the airport planning application environmental statements can be judged. Um, at the moment, they're silent. Um, in the uh, Green Paper, tackling environment impacts is considered in the context of aviation growth overall, but the impacts on local communities are just as important and tackling them should be an object in itself and not dependent on airport growth. So it's a very comprehensive document, as I say, and I believe that uh, the Council's response is, is very robust. So I commend the report to the Cabinet. Happy to take questions. Thank you, Arapod. Thank you, Chair. Um, Thank you, Gerard. Yeah, Derek, I just wanted just to clarify. You know when you mentioned, obviously, the, the, the Prime Minister's Green Paper, are you referring to yesterday's statutory instrument specifically? Yes. Yeah, OK. Obviously, just, I just wasn't sure if there was... Clarity there that apparently that will become law in 21 days' time as a statutory instrument. Um, and I was reading a legal brief today on this. The last time that a statutory instrument was not law was, was in 1978. So it's quite likely, very likely, that this will be law on the 3rd of July. And I just wanted to know if it would be prudent to just minute that point. I think it's just, I don't know if, if, if we need to or not. I just thought it's something that I, I, I'd raise. Well, in, t in terms of the, you know, the response to this paper, uh, uh, to, to the green paper, the air, um, airport strategy, aviation strategy green paper, of course, they, these are consultations and these are comments back. The CCC letter to um, the green paper postdates the issue of the consultation document. So that particular issue has been raised specifically by CCC and the airport strategy or the aviation strategy has um, uh, made comment that they will listen to the report from CCC. If, if I could just ask Mr Ferguson if my comment just could be minuted for the sake of clarity. Thank you very much. Thanks. If I could just comment on that, whilst the, um, the, the, the overall target for, for, for zero emissions is uh, extremely 
significant. I think you will, you will recall, and we, we had a meeting with Council last night where, where we discussed this, whilst the overall target is zero, they have not yet, as part of the statutory instrument, looked at any particular levers they can pull. So whether the levers they choose to pull are aviation or advancement electrical cars or on-land um, jet power wind, wind generation, we don't know yet. And so that, that unfortunately, this is just maybe a little bit uh, too early for us. Councillor, anything else you wish to say at the moment? Okay, I'll open that up to, to the floor. The, just to remind that the, uh, the recommendation in front of us is that the Cabinet considers a response that is set out in the report and suggests any extra points or amendments that it think is appropriate. Uh, I'll open it to the floor. Any, uh, any further, further points or comments? Okay. Derek, thank you very much for your, for your work on that and to officers who, uh, uh, who have prepared that. I know it's, uh, it was a, a pretty large and rapid effort. So uh, the proposal is um, uh, we consider the report and uh, um, officers then to send the uh, council's response. So all those in favour of it? Okay, unanimous, thank you very much. Moving on then to a um, relatively minor issue, but this is on uh, land and road at Parkers in Burden. I can hand over to Councillor Lees for, for her comments on this one. Oh, thank you very much, Mr Chairman. Um, as you can see in front of you, um, we are seeking members' approval for the amendment of a restrictive covenant in respect to a recreation ground at the rear of Parkers in Burden that was imposed when the land was transferred in the Parish Council in 1997. Um, I'm sure you, you've all read the notes. Um, so therefore, it is a proposed that this mistake is rectified by formally taking transfer of the road back and relie relieving the Parish Council of any maintenance responsibilities for the road. Did you, you didn't need me to read it all out, did you? No, I'm sure. I'm sure we've, we've all read it and, uh, and understand that. Do I? Do I have any any, comment, any comments on that? A relatively simple matter, I would have thought. Okay. The uh, uh, can we vote, please, on uh, accepting those recommendations? All those in favour? Thank you very much. Next item. Sorry. I'm Slightly slow on using this technology yet. I will get will get used to it, and I'm determined not to uh, not to have too much paper. Um, this is on the the item which uh, Councillor Barker mentioned earlier, which is the Elmham Village design statement. I absolutely confer that concur. It's a be beautifully produced document, and uh, um, as I've uh, made a little statement earlier, I won't have to mention my cricket or drinking habit anymore at this stage. Um, can I have any comments from the floor, please? Can Councilor I just Hargage. concur on that? As a, a neighbourhood plan person, I take great interest in documents like this, and I have read through it, and it is a very, very good piece of work. So, yes, I, I recommend it. Okay. 
we have a proposal to adopt this. I'm, I'm, I'm conscious I, uh, I have actually been proposing everything from the chair. I think I maybe need to get out of the habit. So I have a proposal from Councillor Hargreaves to, uh, to adopt this. Have a second. Thank you very much. All those in favour? Agreed. Thank you very much. Next item on the agenda, assets of community value. Councillor Gerard. Thank you, Chair. Um, well, I mean, essentially there are two recommended um, items for listing, um, which are the Swan Inn on Station Road in Felsted and the Chequers Public House uh, in also in, Fe in, in Felsted. Um, I have to be honest that I, I haven't had a chance yet to get myself fully into this, into this part of the portfolio. But um, from what I've seen, the, the, the recommendations seem sound, and I think that unless anyone has any strong comments, I think that those uh, are sensible. But um, welcome for any comments on that. Any further comments? Okay, perhaps you'd like to propose adoption yeah, of that? Sure. Um, can I have a seconder for that, please? Thank you. All those in favour? Thank you very much. Adopted. Then moving on to item 18, which I'll just get the... Um, that went up on my screen. So this is one that um, we spoke about earlier. This is in my, my portfolio, the um, Garden Communities Delivery Member Governance Board. As, as was mentioned earlier, this, this, um, this does sit uh, behind closed doors in that there are sensitive elements regarding the, uh, the negotiation with, uh, with various developers who are, who are involved in this. Um, I, have, I have said I have been a member of this throughout, throughout its uh, lifetime. People will remember it was created effectively out of the planning policy working group to look at to look at those items which uh, which were not appropriate for the PPWG. I have expressed concerns about the um, the direction in which we were travelling here. I think particularly and 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 members and other people will know that uh, I am a great fan of development corporations. So I, I, I hope that should we go down the, the current proposed direction with regard to new communities, that absolutely we will not be putting them into the hands of the developers for them to make all the major decisions. We hope that we will be able to establish independent development corporations under the undersight under the oversight sorry of this council and Essex County Council um, and I think that we, we may well see a, a significant change in the in the direction of, of that group when uh, when those meetings reconvene you will have read the work that's been going on uh, the work the, the board has, has actually done some uh, ex extremely useful work and one of one of the particular items that we've been doing is to visit other other developments to uh, to understand how new communities can be planned how they can be uh, implemented we've looked at 
development corporations in various stages of implementation, so we are forming, forming those views. Members will also be aware that the progression, should we go down this, this path, and this is still a matter of the, uh, uh, for, for the inspector to, uh, to make her comments, but um, that the individual communities will be brought forward under, under DPDs, and so there will be their massive opportunities for further input into those plans in the new communities. And as members will also be aware, those individual DPDs will be a matter of consultation through the normal planning process and into uh, a further inspection, as will, as uh, it is proposed, a SIL regime. So you'll have, you've been able to see some of the work that's been going on, and uh, I will open it up now to, uh, to comments and questions. Okay, well, the, um, uh, the, the recommendation is to note, to note this update and, um, ah, yes, Councillor Light. Thank you. Um, I'll just reiterate here what I said earlier, which is uh, probably the, the more appropriate place to say it, that um, I'd like to ask, first of all, to whom the uh, reports will be given. After the meetings I'm talking about, so I'd like to see reports that are, that are issued, so on the work that's being done and the discussions that are being had. Yes, they, they will be available to Cabinet members, as, as, as it is a Cabinet working group. But as I said, they are not public documents. Are these meetings minuted? They are indeed, yes. Right, yes. okay, thank you. Any other comments then on item 18? Okay, thank you. So, um, as is my portfolio, I will here propose that we, no we note this update. Could I have a seconder, please? Thank you very much. All those in favour? Those against? Abstentions? One abs two abstentions, I believe. Thank you. We then come on to uh, what is effectively it, uh, item 19. I think we've had a slight glitch on the agenda, which I think the last item was um, for emergency items, I believe, for urgent updates to be brought. Uh, this appears to have been missed off the agenda, but will be on future items. And so we're bringing... Uh, an item here which uh, you have a piece of paper which is the executive key decision. So in fact because there is not technically scope on the agenda it is not actually an emergency item. However this is uh, a decision which uh, the leader can make as an executive vision. However I still wanted to bring that to cabinet so that you can look at the matter and that we can perhaps have an informal vote on, on this. And so it's concerning the, the purchase of a property to add to the council's housing stock, and I will pass that over to Councillor Lees. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think the reason it's um, 
well, it's come in now because there's a sense of urgency of putting a bid in for the house. That's the first thing, isn't it? And I, I'm unsure. Am I right that before you had the delegated powers to just do that um, bidding or not? No, it had to come here. Okay. The Chief Executive will make a comment on that. Yes. If I just clarify, there is a delegation to officers in consultation with members to purchase property uh, which has been provided on developments by way of Section 106 agreements. So that delegation is in place, but this is an open market property uh, for which there isn't a delegation. We will bring a report back to Cabinet to see if they wish to delegate that because often these items are urgent. But we don't have that delegation in place, hence the need for this decision. Thank you. Thank you for that. And that was what I wanted to clarify, that obviously we need to look at that for the future. Um, I think you've seen the piece of paper before you that there is an opportunity to buy a house to go to the housing revenue uh, account. There are two um, council houses. Are they called council houses? There are two houses either side owned by us. That's right, isn't it? It's in the middle of. Yes. Yeah, you've got, yeah. No, no, sorry, I wasn't clear. Um, there are council houses already bought there, so it's a, it's a great location. Um, as you can see, we have to spend our money, right to buy money, by the second quarter. And if we don't use it, we have to give it back to the government. So there is an opportunity, we have the money available. There is an opportunity now to buy this house in the use of the right to buy receipts, borrowing to purchase on an open market of a two-bedroom house as additional stock at a cost of £295,000. I would like to propose that we proceed with that purchase. Thank you, Councillor Lees. Comments from the floor. Councillor Gerard. Um, I'd just to second that, if I, if I may. Thank you. OK, fine. As I said, it's not... Oh, sorry, Councillor Light. Thank you. Um, whilst I think it's a good idea to purchase property and to, obviously the money has to be spent, I think that the uh, cost of this is far too high and I'm sure that something could be bought that is uh, more better value for money. Um, I can't answer for the housing officers that spoke to me but what they did say was this is the price that they are here is the market value price. Um, just because we're a council, that doesn't mean that we can go to buy a house and say we'd like it a bit cheaper because the council are buying it. That, that's how it works. Uh, this, is the, this is a house that's within uh, an area of other council houses. It seems an appropriate house to buy. The, um, the two officers have been looking at it and have researched it. I'm not sure whether we could actually get anything cheaper. From what I gather from talking, they are experienced in doing this. The house has become available. They think it's a good idea to buy. I, conclude, I concur with that. I'm, I personally, I'm new and inexperienced still at this sort of thing, but I cannot see that we would get it any cheaper anywhere, anywhere else. For, no. I understand that officers have done the, uh, the appropriate uh, work on this, on valuations and due diligence, and they're, they're, they are comfortable that it is the... Uh, the, the right price for this property? 
Well, I have to say I disagree because um, Saffron Walden is extremely expensive, and I'm well aware of that, but surely there are other areas in the district that would equally benefit from having a council house and would, could well be uh, greater value for the money. If I may, those houses have to become available to buy. Um, it, this isn't a question if we go around looking, it's a question that the house has become available to buy. It is within a, a framework, fra it is within an area where there are other council houses. The officers have done, as John said, due diligence at looking. Um, I don't, we have the money, we have to spend it by, I think it's September. This house has come available, it seems appropriate. It has been researched. I'm sure in the future we can look at going around looking for houses to buy somewhere, but at this moment is the market value and the marketing of housing is what it is. Councillor Asker. Thank you, Chair. Um, I'd just like to say that the motion has been proposed, it has been seconded. Um, I think that the due, due diligence work done by the officers is likely to be sound. I've got no question against any reasons to why we shouldn't have that property added to the portfolio. So I would so suggest that we go to vote. Thank you very much. As I said, technically this, this isn't a vote uh, in that it will, will come out as an executive decision. But could, I, I will take an informal show of hands there to as to who supports this proposal. And those against? Okay, thank you. Uh, so in fact, I will go ahead and uh, um, make that executive decision. And I think that brings me to the end of uh, the agenda. Thank you all for your attendance and uh, look forward to the next one. Two minutes past eight.